Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning into their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Jerome Unfiltered Podcast coming at you live from Active Escapes in Bali. The festival is 130 people out there running around the pool, jumping in the pool, having some cocktails, et cetera, et cetera. Bit of training too. Who have I got with me? I've got my co-host, Pete. Hey, thanks for having me again, Dozer. You keep inviting me back. I know. <laughs> I don't know how. Now, I'm really excited for this episode. This is a yeah. debut episode for our lovely guest. Just found that out too. Yes. Do you want to introduce our lovely guest? I'd actually love to. So, there's a guest I've known for a long time. Her name is Alana Doust. Or Dousty. Um, Dousty, we'll call her from now on, just for future <laughs> reference in this podcast. So, Alana is a professional pole vaulter. She's been very competitive at a very high level um, out of Perth in Western Australia. She's an author for Mind and Body Reset Program. She's an entrepreneur. She's an online coach with a company called Fit Feed, which does online workouts and at gym workouts. She's a yoga instructor right here on Active Escape. She's also competed in gymnastics throughout her sporting career. She's done a number of retreats here, including with us right now at the festival. Alana Dows, welcome to the show. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I'm amazing. Yeah. Can't be bad on an Active Escape, let's be honest. <laughs> Listening to all that stuff that you've done and that you do, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you have to reflect and you forget where you are and how far you've come, I guess. So, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I forget about it sometimes. Great. You get immersed into it. I'll talk you up. You can just sit back and <laughs> yeah. sip the cocktail. You, don't you know what? It. It's actually an interesting thing and you do it as well. Everyone that we've had on the potty, all the guests, the guys have all done some incredible things, athletic-wise, business-wise, entrepreneur-wise, and just having a hand at like, did you know that you were going to be an author when you were fucking 12 years old? No way. Exactly, but now you're an author, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they've all done amazing things, but you all are very humble about it. And I think what they reckon in leadership, humility is one of the most important traits that we all need to sort of have. So that's just a shout out to you guys. But <laughs> let me give you a brief on this podcast, okay? Yeah. So it's called Geronimo Unfiltered. Unfiltered because obviously we're in the fitness industry where it's, you know, lots of filters and lots of perfection. And it's very easy to believe that everything's a highlight reel and everything is great all the time. Yeah. With this podcast, our core listener base, who we love, gym owners, studio owners, who are the life changers, they're the ones that are changing the lives of the two, 300 people that's in front of them, but they struggle as well, right? It's actually really tough. Why we love them is because they are allergic to average, they're ambitious, they're generous and grateful, 
They're the doers, the implementers, and all those people. But what I want to do is I want to kind of interview high performers like yourselves and sort of like ask you certain questions to hopefully like, which I'm excited about, to drop out some hints and clues that leaves behind for our listener base so they can kind of make some changes today. Cool? Amazing. Sounds good. So you cool if we get raw? Yeah, let's, let's Unfiltered? go for it. 100%. Unfiltered? Yeah. Totally authentic and go full yeah. send? Love it. Okay. So all those things that Pete said aside, let's put that aside for a second. Who the fuck is the real Dowsty? <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Who the fuck is she? Let's go right back. What's your origin story? Where do you want me to start? From the beginning. Right, right like, at the back, yeah. Like when you were a kid. When I was a kid. Yeah, oh, let's go back. Okay. Mini Dowsty. So obviously grew up in Perth, Western Australia, and I actually got into gymnastics from six years old mm. and absolutely loved it. Like lived and breathed it. My mum actually did it and my nan also did. So it was kind of in the family. Really? So you're and third generation Yeah, gymnast. gymnast. Yep. Right. Yeah, that is where I really found core values that transferred into the rest of my life. Yeah, where I am now, it's a huge part of who I am, I guess. And just learning that discipline, that resilience, it changed my life. And I'm excited to now share those core values with other people as well. What are those core values? So resilience is a huge one, um, which I tap into with mindset development, being strong mentally. Obviously, as a gymnast, you definitely have to have that mental strength. Otherwise, you just crumble. So yeah, that's a huge part. What's happened so far in life for you to have to develop resilience? So yes, I obviously was a gymnast for 10 years and competing from Western Australia over five times, I think, something like that. And I kind of got to about year 12 and that's kind of the year where people either drop out of sport or they continue on. And um, I saw Steve Hooker, good old Steve Hooker at the Olympics. He won the gold medal and I saw it on TV and I was like, wow, that looks Amazing. I want to do that. Right. <laughs> and pole vaulting is quite similar to gymnastics. So to my mom, I was like, can I do this, please? And, you know, I was the kind of kid that just loved sport, lived and breathed it. I even got up on a Sunday morning and went down to surf club because <laughs> my parents like took me to gymnastics before school. My mom would. She was like, I'll take you, but you have to wake me up. So I would do that before school. And then it got to Sunday and she was like, that's our only day off. I'm not taking you anywhere, Alana. And I was like, oh, okay. Luckily, we lived close enough. I just walked down to the beach and did my surf club and I loved it. It was amazing. So yeah, we had a really good program in Western Australia for pole vaulting and that's where I got into it and started from there. After you watched Steve win the gold. Yeah. That that, that was the point you like, I want to do this. Yeah. Had you thought about it before that? Oh, 100%. Doing gymnastics, my dream was always to go to the Olympics, right? And you kind of get to a point in gymnastics and it was, am I going to go to America and maybe do college gymnastics? And that level is, yeah, you just can't compare over there. It's amazing. Or am I going to kind of transfer into another sport that I might enjoy? And so, yeah, trialed for pole vault in Western Australia and got into the squad and loved it. That's unreal. Yeah. What happened after that? So, yeah, trained for about four years in WA. And then I found a really good coach in New Zealand, actually. Went over there for a week with my mum, fell in love with the program. So moved to New Zealand for two years Did and you? started competing. Ooh. Yeah. You moved to New Zealand for two years for the sport? Yeah. How old I wanted were you at this to, point? I wanted to make it. I was ready to put everything in. I was only 21 years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. It's quite a young sport too though. So 21. No, you can pole vault until you're like 35-ish. Got it, got it. 
Okay, cool. So talk me through, you mentioned it pretty early on, actually, a lot of the things you learned very young doing gymnastics. Yeah. What are some of those nuggets, those things that you learned, those fundamentals? Definitely mental strength. As I said before, yeah, having that resilience and pushing your body further than you think, right? Mm. So our bodies are capable of so many amazing things and normally it's that mindset that's stopping us. Mm. And I mean, when you're young, you don't even realize you're just going for it, you're doing it. And I remember my coaches actually always said to me, like, you're really strong mentally, like I could always push through, which was great. (laughs) But then as you get older, right, you start thinking about things a little more and it becomes a little bit more difficult. Yeah. What does mental strength mean? Mental strength. Oh. Like, what's it mean for you? For me, it means being in a good place and being able to push yourself. What do you think about in those moments where you feel like you need to deploy some mental strength? Like if you're deep in the hurt locker yep. on a workout or through your training yeah. to get to the Olympics, yep. what do you say to yourself like to get you through those moments, that yeah. are just those ugly fucking moments? Yeah. I know it. So I guess it's all about having that goal and that purpose at the end. And that kind of motivates me to keep going. And without that purpose or goal, I think that's where we fall short, maybe mentally. Like, it's like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? What's the point? Right? Same thing we say in business. Yeah. Same thing we say with our owners. Like the owners of these gyms who are responsible for hundreds of people. Yeah. And have the ability to change hundreds of people's lives. The happiest ones are the ones that actually have the purpose. Yeah. You got to love it, right? The ones that just seem to struggle week to week, despite you giving them the cheat codes on how to do it, yeah. like they just won't get there. It's because a lot of the times we talk to them about it, it's just it's having the reason why they're doing that yeah. and having that purpose and yeah. reminding themselves of it. Yeah, definitely. So that's where your head goes to. That's Yeah, 100%. Is, is that the cornerstone of your mental strength? Yeah. Is the purpose. Purpose. you got to have a purpose. Fuck. What's some people that have shaped your life? Maybe your coach, your parents. Who are those people that have really shaped who you are today? Yeah, definitely my parents, for sure. My mum is definitely one of my role models. I absolutely love her to bits and she keeps herself fit and healthy. They both do actually, mum and dad. They're they're both in their 60s, 70s. So that's amazing to see. And I guess also my nan. My nan passed away with cancer like maybe 10 years ago. And that was a big shift in our family. Just that switch of really focusing on your health and just a big wake up call that, you know, how important being alive is. Yeah. That's huge. So what do your parents mean to you? Oh, my parents mean to me. This is a hard one. (laughs) Can't really say one word, but yeah, I wouldn't be the person I am today without them. Very, very grateful for my upbringing. Mm. And that's why I work so hard today, I guess. I really want to like just pass it on, pass it forwards kind of thing. And because I have that great upbringing, I want to achieve good things and big things. (laughs) You just said, um, you want to pass it forward. Yeah. Is that something, is that something that you're looking to do now? And that is that, that's from your parents. It stems from that. Yeah, for sure. Like I try to be pretty grateful of my upbringing and, you know, the opportunities that I get. I mean, even just living in Australia, we have so many opportunities. It's just amazing. So I want to, want to carry it forwards. And I've had the opportunity to train as an elite athlete. Yeah. Hopefully give some opportunities to other people to do that same thing as well. Okay. So good. So good. Let's go back. Yeah. Talk to me about the road to the Olympics. 
The road to the Olympics. Okay, so I lived in New Zealand for two years. Yeah. My partner came with me, which was really nice. So he was supporting me over there. We literally went over with nothing. We didn't even have a place to stay because as 21-year-olds, they were like, no, we're not letting you run our house. You're going to throw parties every weekend. (laughs) We went over there. Luckily, we had some uh, second cousins or something that put us up for two nights while we were online and having meetings with other places to get a rental. We got a rental. My partner bought a car for about a grand. Yes. <laughs> we got the show on the road right. I started training and absolutely loved it. The coach and the New Zealand family, tops to the Kiwis. They do they do sport well. I mean, what well, don't they do well? Yeah. <laughs> they do. I mean, they're pretty good, let's be honest. Let's not talk about too much in this potty, but yes. <laughs> I think they're pretty good. So, oh, um, awesome. yeah, trained over there. Was doing well. It was a big change, right, as a 21-year-old, throwing myself over there. But I knew I had to do it. Otherwise, I would have regretted it. So that's the reason I was there. Trained for about a year and a half. And then my mom had a heart condition. So she got, like, myocarditis. Mm. And she'd actually called me on... Um, a Sunday, our only day off, and was like, yeah, I've had a heart attack. And I was like, what? I obviously just burst into tears, you know, when you're not with your family and yeah. So I um, was like, I'm getting on a plane and coming straight home. And she was like, no, stay there. You're training as my mom's my biggest supporter. I was like, no, family's always first. Like I have to get home. But Ended up staying because she recovered. It wasn't actually a heart attack, turns out. It was myocarditis or disease attacked her heart. Wow. Um, and we went back at Christmas time that year and I could just tell she wasn't right. Really? And yeah, so it really shook me and I ended up deciding to come home to be with family mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at that time I couldn't pole vault again. So the program had kind of changed in WA and there wasn't really an opportunity for me to pole vault. Mm. Uh, at this point, I also hadn't finished my university degree. A few things were just telling me to stop, you know, step away. This is your time. Mm. So it was a hard pill to swallow, but I did it. I stepped away and um, yeah. How did you process the emotions through that time? I don't think I did, to be honest. Like I just kind of kept going through the motions and I didn't really have that awareness of my own body and mind. Doing elite sport, you kind of, especially gymnastics, you don't want to be negative. Like you always want to be positive, 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 no bad things, no nothing. So I didn't really process it until like a couple years later, I reckon. And even now, like reflecting, I'm like, whoa, I wasn't in the best place. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. (laughs) Tell you more. Yeah. So it was a hard, hard part of my life. And I just felt empty. Like, what was my purpose? Why am I here? Yeah. That's what Biscuit said. Yeah. It was, yeah, crazy. So that's kind of where my passion started for fitness and personal training. And I did my yoga course, which was absolutely amazing. I learned so much about myself. Yeah, just tried to try new things and keep learning and listening to podcasts and, you know, just soaking up any information and knowledge I could to try and get better. Why didn't you stop? Like, why didn't you just give up? You know, we talk on the podcast about the defining moments Yeah, where there's three options you can take. You can either retreat, you know, when something shit happens in life, it happens to you, right? You can either retreat or you can do nothing. 
or you can just decide to turn this into the best thing that's ever happened for you. Yeah. And then decide to turn it into a defining moment. Yeah. Why didn't you just retreat? Why didn't you just stop? I think I had to just break it down a bit and look at what I had. So, so that's a gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude for sure. I've got a healthy body, got a beautiful family. I live in Australia. Oh my God, I could keep going on for keep going. ages. <laughs> You know, and when you take that step back and have a look at the big picture, mm. not just, oh, I'm an elite athlete, yay. Like there's so much more to life. That's so interesting. One of the books that we recommend to our owners who, again, like a lot of the times, and this is I think for entrepreneurs, we live in the gap. Yeah. We live in the difference between where we are and where we, we are not Yeah. Yet. We live in the gap, but that actually makes us unhappy. Yeah. So instead of the gap, we talk about the gain, yes. like living in the gain, which is what you just mentioned. Yeah. It's about like looking at how far we've come, yeah. what we do have, like the gratitude, the abundance yeah. mindset. And then actually after my heart attack, I kind of leaned in a little bit to neuroscience and there's a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza and he's written some amazing books, yeah. meditation, the whole stuff. And he talks about how when the brain is in a state of scarcity, in a state of negativity, it can't create. Yes. Like we can't create a new life. Yeah. So when people are in that sort of cycle of stress and I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, they yeah. actually won't. Like they no. actually can't. No. They're actually right. Yeah. They're actually right. That's the saying. It's like if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. That's really interesting. So you went to gratitude. Yeah. So was that your holy shit moment? Like where you're like, I could come back home to help mum? Yeah. And decide whether it's being there for the family. Yeah. Or getting a medal at the Olympics. I guess so, yeah. Wow. That was thought of it like that before? I haven't actually, yeah. Like I mean, that's pretty much what it was like. Do you think that says a lot to you, your character, you as a person? Oh, a hundred percent family's always first and then the rest follows. So let's have a slight change of pace with it as well. So quite a young age, you were doing elite sport and yeah. you've been doing that most of your life. And I know you as someone who is well in the fitness, you obviously live and breathe the industry. We've gone through the fact that you've had a lot of gratitude to where you've become and, and what's kind of happened from there. How grateful are you today for, I mean, look where you are, look what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I've heard you say this in parts at times before. Do you think that's helped shape where you are at this moment? Right now, this yeah. Moment? Like you've just published a book for, for goodness yeah. sake. Like you've got uh, um, a platform which is helping people train, like yeah. again, giving back. Yeah. You're very grateful. You're very humble as well. Like I have to talk you up more than anyone else just to help <laughs> get it out there. <laughs> but um, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a high achiever and, and everyone has to kind of get it out of you. But do you think that that whole journey of where you have been to where you are today, are you happy? with how you are today and where you're kind of going onwards and is that help shaping your career from here? Yeah, 100%. Like the experiences and challenging myself is everything. So, so then just jump into that point a little bit. What's exciting you today? Mm. Right yeah. now, today. So teaching on active escapes and I'm working on Fit Feed, an online fitness business and my book that I'd self-published, the four-week mind and um, reset body program, which includes not just fitness, but that mindset aspect, which we've just been talking about. So it's got a whole lot of journaling, goal setting, short-term goals, long-term goals, finding that purpose. And um, I guess I call my online training and uh, my book, my passion project. I don't really mind where it goes. It's just like something I'm really passionate about and I have to do it because I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> you have to do it because you're so passionate yeah, about it. Yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> That's kind of like what my team feel about what we're doing at Geronimo. Yeah. 
it's like we feel like we have to do this for the industry because the industry's had such a I'm not from this industry right so it's had such a life-changing impact on me yeah when I needed it the most and it did for Soph at the studio who is now in so she was a member turned trainer turned studio manager now she's in Geronimo and she's helping teach over 100 studios all over the world about how wow. like how to look after their members yeah. right as a member yeah I feel like we have to do this right like it's yeah. our mission it's the thing we've got to do so you'll be on journaling Yes. Um, and I know that because you keep telling me to journal and um, <laughs> it's in your book as well. It's part of, yeah. it's actually embedded a part of that. So talk us through why you're big on that and what your belief is from journaling. Yeah. So it's kind of back to gratitude again. It takes you back to your present moment where you are and um, makes you just think about right now being in the moment instead of what am I doing next? What, mm. What's coming? What's, yeah. It kind of, yeah, it gets everything out of your head and you just dump it down onto the page and it's out and you feel good and your mind's clear. That's kind of it. Great. I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. After the heart attack, it was, I didn't know what was going on up there in the head. Yeah. I had to see the therapist as well. Yeah. And my therapist who was amazing, who specialized in the body keeps the score is like a book. Okay. Um, and it's about like where trauma sort of sits, but they talked about the power of doing the journaling. Yeah. It forces you gently to process. Yeah. Because it has to go from here through your arm, through the pen, onto the paper. Yeah. And in that process, you're actually articulating what's going on. Otherwise, yeah. it's just up there. Yeah. And sure. like trauma is all about. You, releasing you, yeah you have to really you have to actually yeah. talk like you have to get it out get it out <laughs> yeah so journaling was yeah powerful for me but like we all have days we yeah all have days where we don't want to yeah don't want to do like of course stuff, whether it's training yep. business yeah there's days where i just don't fucking want to get out of bed sometimes yeah right? what's that pep talk you give yourself when it was back at training or, yep. or near how you've transferred that into business or yeah. you know writing a book, people talk about like getting that writer's block, Yeah, you know? What, yeah, what, I had to put it down for a few years before I did you? picked it up yeah. again. Yeah. So what, what's what's the pep talk you give yourself to not just lie there like a lump like I do sometimes? Yeah, I think I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I, like once I start something, I have to finish it. So that's, <laughs> that's a, a big thing it's for a completion. me. Yeah, and I guess... What gets me out of bed every morning when, you know, I can't be bothered doing a workout. It definitely comes back to that purpose and also your why. Why am I doing this? Okay, and so it gets easier as well, yeah. right? Like the first time maybe you're a bit sore from a workout or, you know, can't be bothered going to work today, but you push through that one marker and you're growing. Then the next time it happens, oh, it's a little bit easier, bit easier and you get there in the end. So gratitude, purpose. Yes. Two real big themes that I'm, yeah, I'm hearing from what you're saying. Oh, yeah, that's really Huge. interesting. And and the game, yeah, the game. Okay, I need you to spill the beans here. Yep, <laughs> I need you to spill the beans for our listeners. What's a crazy belief that you hold that crazy. that that people might think is nuts, right? But actually has made you who you are today. A crazy belief. Crazy belief. Okay. I wouldn't say it's that crazy, but I think without a purpose, it's really hard to do life. I'm a high school sport teacher as well. And I try to give the kids that purpose, like, or just try ignite it in them. 
that's what I'm trying to do. And hopefully that transfers like as they get older, you know, it's not really about your grades. It's not too much about those pointers, but if you have that purpose, that stuff will come, right? It doesn't matter. If you find what you want to do and you have that purpose, anything can happen. Without a purpose, what'd you say? Without a purpose, it's really hard to do life. Is that what you're yeah. That is fucking huge. <laughs> and I totally agree. Or business. Life yeah, or business. Or business. Without purpose, you know, at work I often talk about sometimes the studio owners, like they don't know why they're building, right? Like they're just building, building, building. I said to them, like, it's like every day you walk past a bricky on the side of the road, just laying bricks, right? Yep. And then one day you walk past and you go, okay, it's just a bricky, he's having a go, right? You walk past another time and you're like, hmm, I wonder, I'll, I wonder what they're actually building. And then the third day you actually stop and go, hey, dude, what are you building? And then he goes, I don't know, I'm just building. I'm just yeah. laying bricks. Going through the motions. You just think, well, we need to give this guy help, right? Because yeah. that's not right. But that actually happens in business a lot. You know, yeah. a lot of our studio owners, like, they're just building. They don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. There is no purpose attached to that. Yeah. What would your advice be to our listeners that they could do the moment they jump off listening to this? Yeah. How would you steer them in the direction of, what if they listen to that and go, I get it, but how the fuck do I find my purpose? Yeah. Do you have like a thought on that? Like, For what, sure. What would your advice be to those people? Yeah, definitely. Try new things. Get out there. Challenge yourself. Wow. I mean, I'm running a marathon in a couple of weeks and it's my Ooh, first one. Have you done that before? No, never. That's what I love about it. you got to keep things spicy. Keep trying new things. Keep challenging yourself. Do different things as well. You know, if one thing's not working and try something else. And another big thing is community. Yeah. Surround yourself with a big community that's going to support you and help you on your journey. Those two together. That's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. I think you've heard that community aspect the last three or four people. Yeah. It's yeah. been huge. James talked about it as his yeah. fourth foundation was his social circle. Yeah. Was there ever a moment you had to change your community? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, coming out of school days, you know, you have your schoolmates and then you shift as you get a little bit older and you find new people. And I always try to surround myself with, yeah, like-minded people that are into the health and fitness and it mm. makes life so much easier to having like someone who will come run with you instead of just like sitting around or somebody else who's doing like a Ironman and you're like, oh, you're doing an Ironman? How, well, how do you do that? Let's talk, you know, or somebody else starting up their own business. Like, mm. oh, how did you do this? What did you do with for marketing? Like, yeah, surrounding yourself in that supportive and inspiring community is everything as well. Okay. I totally resonate with that. And it's a common theme amongst the yeah. high performers that we've interviewed is that sense of auditing your circle yeah. to make sure we're not allowing negativity to get access to us. Yeah. I want to talk about your daily routines. Yeah. Like your non-negotiables. Okay. Tell me about what's some of the high performance habits that you do in life. High performance habits. Okay. So obviously I work for Active Escape, so I travel here and there quite a bit. And in terms of routine, I like to change things up in my daily life. So it keeps everything interesting, but I definitely have some habits that I just stick by. Yeah, go. And that would be, okay. So nutrition, obviously. Yeah, good. Whole foods always, you know, that's like everything. If you're not eating the right foods, you're going to feel shit. So yep. that's yeah. a big thing. Number two would be obviously fitness. Always get a workout in in the morning or the afternoon every day, even if it's not like a huge workout, just walking, clearing your mind. You move every day. Every day. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's what we're made for. I think we're not sitting down all day. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a huge one for me. My journal, 
a lot. And if I don't journal, try to meditate, say for five minutes, just breathing exercises because I can't sit still. <laughs> I'll either do like a breathing exercise or a little yoga flow. And it's not like 30 minutes long. It's like two minutes, you know, get out of bed, have a quick stretch, a bit of breathing exercises or even five minutes. And then a huge one obviously is sleep. And that's one I'm still working on when you're... I said that. Yeah, when Everyone's- you're trying to run a business and you're a school teacher and you're trying to get a, have a life as well and be social. It is a tough one. Yeah, trying to find that balance with my sleep. That's a huge, huge part of your health and life. How, how do you actually work on your sleep though? Like how, how many hours a night do you get? I track. So yeah, with my Garmin your or Garmin. just like your Apple health yeah, yeah. phone. And normally average about eight hours. Yeah. But I'm a big sleeper, especially when you're doing big workouts and got a lot going on. Eight to nine is amazing for me. But how do you maintain that? Like, what sort of sleep hygiene habits or routine do you do to make sure you get that eight or nine? Yeah. So, wind down earlier, right? So, eat earlier, get into bed, try to be asleep by 8 30. Okay. So, you have a, everyone has a wake up time, but some people have a, you need to go to bed time. Yeah. You need to go to bed time for sure. Oh, you have one of those. Yeah. Maybe like, Journal, I find that even journaling sometimes at night or even just, you know, in your notes, just putting everything you got to do physically out just of your brain it. and onto something else because otherwise I can't sleep. Restless mind. Yeah, restless mind for sure. So I get it out and then I'm like, okay, I know what we're doing tomorrow. I know my alarm's set. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we're on. I can rest and that helps so much. Otherwise, it just stays in your head and you just keep thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. Billionaire told me once that yep. the perfect day starts the night before. Oh, 100%. And it's just emptying it and like, what am I doing tomorrow? Because yep. most people wake up and go, I wonder what I'm doing today. Yeah. They've already lost the morning. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have it all planned. Yeah, right. Just on the sleep too, because I think it's such a key point and there's a lot of people listening to this that are gym owners. Mm. Yep. A lot of them are coaches. Yeah. And I'll admit when I opened my first gym, I was working full time. Yeah. And I had this hustler mentality of like, mm. just get it done. Like, I don't need sleep. Stay up late, get up early. And um, and I didn't realize how much it impacted my mental capacity, my mental health. I was going to bed at 10.30, wake up at 4, 4.15. So I was getting five and a half, six hours sleep. And now I've got to go to bed. So I'm, I'm 8.30. I'm like, you. Yeah, we're in yeah. bed 8.30, me and my partner. And it honestly transformed mm. everything. Like it was one of the best. I know it sounds so silly to say, but it's one of the best things I ever did. Yeah. You actually become more productive as well, right? And you're less likely to make those silly mistakes. So you're actually going to do better in the end if you prioritize that Free. that downtime. Everyone's looking yeah. for the next pill or the next like yeah. sub, but actually sleep more. Yeah. It seems to be the thing. I heard the other night that the hours before midnight are worth more than the hours after midnight. Sleep-wise. Yeah. I don't know that's right, listeners. Don't. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not, a, medical, first, I'm not a medical the... pro. So if there's any sleep people out there, reach out to me and like let me know what the answer is on that one. But apparently, yeah, the hours before midnight like are more valuable from okay. your brain. Your ability to like process your memories and the thoughts of that day, like the hours before midnight are better than the ones after midnight. Do you drink coffee as well? I've drinker? kind of gone off it a bit. I, I mean, I love it. Um, I'm kind of a bit of a matcha girl now. Okay. <laughs> matcha. Fancy. <laughs> dusty. I know. It gives me a bit of a buzz, but without that jitters. And, oh, I already have so much energy just from life that yeah. if I have a coffee after like 10 a.m., I'm not sleeping that night. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you think your energy comes from because you fuel yourself so well? Oh, yeah. I think... 
I don't know if everyone believes this, but I definitely believe this. If you work out more, you get more energy. You like do. yeah. when you I don't do, do anything, you actually feel tired. 100%. Like, it's definitely a thing. 100%. And I reckon you feel sore either way. You're sore when you train, yeah. you're sore when you don't train. Yeah. You may as well fucking train then. Yeah. And actually get the benefit of exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. Okay, let's come. So we've gone early life. Yep. We've gone through right the reimagination of Darcy. Let's talk about today. What are your current projects right now? What's cooking in your world right now that you're really excited for? What's the next goal that you're yeah, working on right so now? Yeah, so I launched FitFeed, my online training programs, this time last year, actually. It's almost wow. his first birthday. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And birthday baby. just one. Um, no, more, no more boost, please. <laughs> Obviously, being like a personal trainer, you're working by yourself mm. a lot and it's quite lonely, yes, and isolating. That's, that's why we do this potty. Yeah. Because it is lonely. Yeah. Even for gym owners. So we want to create a community. Yeah. Love you guys, by the way. To kind of get the fuck around each other. Yeah. So the next step is I'm going to get another trainer on on with me and we're going to do it together a little bit. So she's going to share some workouts as well. So I'm so excited to kind of have someone else to bounce off with uh. and um, hopefully keep growing that community and try to do a few more community classes. I did a few with like Lululemon when I was public just ones. starting up. Yeah, public ones. Yeah. And people on FitFeed and if you're following, they yeah. come and meet you uh, and they see you and they work out with you with yeah, Lulu. Yeah, yeah. That's unreal. Because community, like we said, is everything, everything. and it, it's more than just like your business. I think it's, yeah, your purpose, why I do it. I love connecting with people mm. and I want to share the feeling that I have with others and hopefully they get inspired and they start to feel just as good. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. So before we wrap this up, what's the one question that you wish I'd asked you and then how would you have answered it? <laughs> I reckon maybe like why I'm doing all of this, why I'm here today and yeah. So Alana, so why are you doing this? Why why are you here today? What's <laughs> to go on? Yeah, so I guess my why is I want everyone to have that purpose and feel good in life and achieve their goals and with mental health being a huge issue in today's society, just shining some light on that and hopefully putting people in a better place so that they can, you know, open a gym or get those members in the door or whatever it is that they want to do in life. They're in a better place or they're in the best physical and mental place that they can be to achieve it. Because wow. if you don't have physical health or mental health, well, what, how? Who, who cares what car you drive? I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's what it would be. <laughs> Fist pump, Bouncy. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. When you think about high performers, yeah. who do you know that you think we should interview next? Interview next? I would say one of the Matildas. That would be a good one. Oh, that's yeah. a great call. You think it's some Perth-based ones, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, she's like, someone from out west. Do you know a Matilda? I don't personally, no. Isn't Sam um, Kerr from Sam Perth? Kerr is yeah, definitely yeah, a Perth. Perth girl and she would she? be pretty amazing. Yeah, yep. What would you want us to ask Sam Kerr? What makes her tick? <laughs> yeah. What's her drive? What's um, What gets her up every day? That'd be a good question. What makes you tick? <laughs> I just love life, to be honest. Oh, that's awesome. I like <laughs> I just like, yeah, literally every day I'm like so excited to just be here and live. Like 
I don't know, you talk to some people and I'm like, I just want to live forever. <laughs> it sounds so weird, but I just I love life. Forever. Like, I love who I'm surrounded by. I love what I'm doing. Literally just love life. <laughs> and, and just, just as well, that's such wow. a great place to be. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's such a great place to be because it's not – it's not about the destination you're loving today. And I yeah. think that um, I've said it before, actually, when I, while I was interviewing on this podcast, but you don't just suddenly become happy when you're sub 10% body fat. You don't just mm. become no, happy tell me when you it. hit that. Mm. Yeah. You don't just Boy, become happy when you hit 250 members of the gym. You don't, it doesn't just like click overnight. That's why I'm a huge believer of enjoying today, enjoying the process, yeah. making the process the goal, not the goal. Yeah. Like the outcome's just a stick of where you are today, but it's more about getting there because it doesn't just hit that. Yeah, that's hard to really enjoy the process, I think, when you have those goals. It's just like all about getting to that goal. But I guess like if you've got your health mentally and physically, or at least you're working on it, then you should be happy, right? Happy just living. Oh, massive. Being alive. Yeah, (laughs) I really love your outlook. It's refreshing and it's aligned to what we believe in as well, which is around that kind of abundant and gratitude and the purpose to why you do things. Yeah. And I do think that that is missing from, if I piece together the interviews that we've had so far with high performers and kind of really like zero in and triangulate like what sets them apart is that you guys are so fucking deliberate about what you guys do. You're so deliberate about what you put in your on your plate. You're so deliberate about what you want out of life. Like James was, you know, and, and I think Biscuit said the same thing. I'm happy to put 10 or 20% less weight on the bar for this workout if it meant that I could still surf and be happy when I'm 70 years old. Yeah. And it's that sense of like legacy and that longevity as well yeah. that you guys have. But I just think intent, like how intentional and we often say that life is either by design or default. Yeah. It's either what you've designed or it's what you get. Yeah. You can literally make it what you want. It's up yeah. to you. But it's the ability to insert yourselves in that moment and go, I want this version of it. Yeah. And then you just go and fucking do it. Yeah. Happiest people that we've met, right? We know plenty of rich, miserable people. Yeah. But the happiest people that we have met do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. But it's actually what they want. What you want to do. you got to do what you want to do. They look amazing. You see the radiant in their face yeah. and, and that sort of stuff. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the potty. <laughs> oh, thanks, Alana. There you have you. it. Dousty. Appreciate you so much your time. Me, guys. Appreciate your generosity with sharing your story. And on our listeners, would love to know where they could find more information on all your projects and where yep. they can find you. So where should we send them to? Yeah. So obviously on Instagram, it's just Alana Doust and I have my FitFeed one as well. It's just www.fitfeed.com.au. You can just subscribe there and there's a whole bunch of workouts, yoga and Pilates and mindset development stuff as well. Excellent. Amazing. Okay, we'll drop some links in the show notes for you guys, listeners, so you can follow Alana's journey. So this time next year, where do you reckon you'll be so we can follow your journey? Yeah, so I'm hoping FitFeed is going to be bigger and better. So hopefully even on another Act of Escapes as well. But yeah, that's where you'll find me on an Act of Escapes or filming more workouts. <laughs> awesome, mate. Awesome. Well, keep fucking full sending it, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Um, any final words, Petey? No, just thank you, Lana. Thanks for always being such a positive um, person as well. She actually took the yoga session here at Active Skates in front of over 100 people yesterday. And um, I've seen you take many and always at the end of it, leave with something really inspiring that you say to everyone. And I know I've heard people really resonate with that. So it's actually really nice to have you on the podcast and do it in front of a, another audience of listeners here too. So just keep spreading that positivity. Like you literally live and breathe what you just told me. Like nothing of their surprises me because you're so real. And I think that's definitely your best trait. It's, it's a really nice thing to see and keep doing you. It's been awesome to see. 
Thanks, Pete. You're Thanks. doing it. Like exactly what he said. Like the thing that you said you wanted to do, what makes you tick and your purpose, you are actually fucking doing it. Yeah. How old are you now? 27. At 27? Yeah. Some people go through their entire life and never really find their purpose. Yeah. You're here and you're living in aligned at 27. So well done to you. Thank you. All right. Big love. <laughs> Team, you. that was it, listeners. Oh, there's a few parts of that episode that I want you to kind of like listen back to as well. Write down your notes. Your homework from this particular interview is think about your purpose. Think about your purpose because that's what really drives these high performers. With that, lots of love, team. I'll see you in the next episode. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.